Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Good evening. Good Welcome to this podcast today. <laughs> Hello. Oh, man. Oh. It feels like we haven't been at this desk forever. And I feel like it's been right? a really, really long time. So yeah. because we did some extra recording, because Anna was having a lovely little trip away. Sojourn away. <laughs> yes um it does feel like a long time I'm not quite sure that I know how to do this anymore <laughs> I know I've fallen out of the practice of it yeah <laughs> exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah. oh man so how have you been since we last met yes I'm good well I had a bit of illness to contend with <sighs> that kind of knocked me out for a few days um I then was very brave and went and had my first covid vaccine <gasps> Yay! So she nearly didn't do it because of I was on some medication, but um, I said to her, if I was you, I'd just do it now. Oh. It's taken a long time to get me here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell so yeah. she said, as long as I, she checked with the doctor, she said, as long as I was happy, then oh, I yeah. said, let's just go for it. Absolutely. And um, I didn't have any side effects. So <gasps> Ooh. it was good. I mean, I felt tired, but I was feeling tired anyway because I was feeling yeah. ill. So, oh, good. Um, yeah. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that the next one goes smoothly and then I'll be fully vaccinated. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I was just so and I again, public health plug like, guys, get your vaccine because apparently like the the dangerous variants are starting to come and they're thinking that like in the UK, cases are starting to rise again because of the variants. And I I I think 40% of adults in the UK are still not fully vaccinated. So and in the US, I think even more so. Um, So guys, come on. Yeah. I, we we were down in Florida like the whole world was last weekend, like the entire world just landed up on the beaches of Florida. But we were talking to um, a lovely, actually a female Uber driver. Um, she was just nice. lovely. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm just a little bit uncertain. But I said, go get it. And she's like, I think I will. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. good. Very good. Yeah. And how was your break? Oh my gosh. Well, the entire world landed up. Um, I got super drunk the first time just because I just in- got indulged in some day drinking um yeah, it's dangerous isn't oof, it? well especially in like 30 degree heat yeah. um there are these things so like at the uh supermarket or like at the cvs which is like a pharmacy chain you can go in and you can buy these like high alcohol like eight percent like coolers w- with just crappy alcohol in them and i think i just chugged back two, thinking wow great i was a hot mess like a hot <laughs> mess and it's amazing how little I can stand these days. So I, I pretty much like, yeah, I can't remember the first day. It feels great at the time, but the next day is, it's quite sore, isn't it? And well, you would think. And but, you wonder why. Well, it's true. But the thing is, I got so sick that actually I got out of my system. <laughs> I mean, and I haven't done that since like <laughs> high school. Like, I, I yeah. you know, what was I thinking? Yeah, no, I was like this, like, you know, oh my gosh, total barfing mess. I, I felt terrific <laughs> the next day, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I and I really oh, paced good. myself the next time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, but it was lovely. And it was, you know, it's the first time that we went into a restaurant. Mm. Actually indoors. Um, of course, in Florida, nobody's wearing their masks. And so yeah. we were like, we're the people from New York, you know, with our masks on looking yeah. pasty, pale and scared and anxious. <laughs> you, yeah. can, you can tell a northerner from uh, from a mile away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we were just, oh, oh my gosh, it was just mayhem. And like, oh, it was beautiful. Young people behaving irresponsibly. It was the best. And we were kind of with that crowd for just a little. Yeah. We had that spirit of like the the wild, the whimsical and the, you know, all the teenagers. Wild having and their free. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so well, I'm glad you had a nice time. Yeah. It's just resting yeah. the liver now. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. back being responsible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what is going on in the relationship desk, correspondence, news, love? What is up? Oh, I can't yeah. string my words, words together today. <laughs> <laughs> and we've only just begun. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm like, do, um, do I have anything in my coffee right now? <laughs> I don't know. Is there any vodka in here? <laughs> uh, so yes, the Love Desk does have some news. Oh, beautiful. So I read a very interesting article about um, why we get bored in relationships easily. <gasps> oh yes. Okay. All right. Mm. <laughs> And it's actually not what you would think. So this article has had some input from um, one of the Gottman therapists. And what they said is, if you find that you get bored in relationships quite easily, then it may be a sign that you're not a good match with your partner. However, Mm. it may also be a sign if you have a regular pattern of getting bored, Mm. it might be a sign that you've got an insecure attachment style. I mean, I, this is this is coming up with big bells ringing right now. So please mm. tell me more. So it talks about whether you're really kind of emotionally available or not. So the attachment styles, there are three primary attachment styles. Other mm-hmm. people have done some slight variations as well. Mm-hmm. But the attachment styles for anybody that doesn't isn't familiar with them. So one of them is secure. Mm. So if you've got a secure attachment style, then you generally kind of you don't really stress in relationships you're not um worried about them you don't feel anxious you don't avoid things you're just quite you're quite settled you Mm. you know where you're at you know kind of what it's all about and you feel quite secure the other style is an avoidant style Mm. so this is where you kind of have a very push-pull so you'll get into a relationship Mm. but then when it gets a little bit too close Mm. you kind of run away again Mm. but then you kind of think well I still want to be in the relationship so you kind of run towards it again and they start withdrawing and then you start chasing again Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then the final style is the anxious Mm. so anxious is where you desperately need to know where they are all the time you need validation If something happens, your kind of mind will run away with you and create this amazing story about what's happening, which is generally, you know, couldn't be any further from the truth. So you you need that validation. You want to check in with your partner all the time. You want to know where they are. Um, You just need to know that things are good. Mm -hmm. And if something happens, that really triggers this anxiety in you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what the article says is, you know, if you are struggling with boredom in a relationship, it could actually mean that you don't feel safe or you don't feel secure in the relationship. And that mm. could be the underlying reason mm. why you then actually, you think it's boredom, but it's not. There's something further below it. Oh, gosh, that's, that is so, so true. And it, it 
The problem is, is it's so tricky to see that, that you're always blaming the person who seems to get bored because, you know, what do they do when they get bored? They may be scrolling other people's profiles on Instagram or having yeah. affairs or, you know, finding other people attractive and losing attraction for their, for their mate. Mm. And, and it's very hard to see that underneath that is a confidence issue. It's so, yeah. so weird. Yeah. But the challenge is you're just going to take that problem from one relationship to the next to the next. So unless we solve the underlying issue, the the relationship isn't going to be successful. Well, true. And I I think this is I have a lot of uh, empathy for people in this situation because it's not like their partners or the whole world are are sympathetic to their plight because, you know, all their partner sees is them going away and finding other people attractive and having affairs or something like that. They're just going to kick them to the curb and be like, you're an asshole, right? But yeah. what they're not seeing, and you know, I, and I'm working with somebody who is trying to break this pattern. And yeah. what their partner or partners have not seen is this poor person is just struggling, yeah. but does not know what they're struggling with. Yeah. And they get no sympathy from anybody. Yeah. But their best chance of success is to find somebody who's got a secure attachment style. That raises a good point yes yes I mean that's the best chance but the thing is is like until they deal with this underlying issue even somebody within a the secure attachment style will be like you're a dick and I'm oh, you know y- kicking you to yes, the curb I get that but yeah. in terms of any chance that the best chance of success True. in having somebody who's understanding and be able to have those conversations with right. would be if you were with somebody who had a secure attachment style if you've got Granted. two avoiding people together yeah then I mean, you're just doing a merry little dance along the way frequently. Yeah. And I see that. And I think, you know, what might be a nice anchor here in coaching is to start to ask questions and get curious and say, is it possible that this person who seems like they're always running off and getting bored, is it possible that there's a confidence issue that they have an insecure attachment style, whatever, you know, however you might want to phrase that. And the the partner, and if they are, have a secure attachment style, once they have that information, they may not, they might actually, not that you want the partner to really load anybody, but they may be interested in stepping in and holding the fort and yeah. noticing like when their partner starts to sort of drift off and get quote unquote bored is yeah. the a partner might lean in and say, Hey, this is happening again. Yeah. And let's dive underneath that boredom and really discuss and discover what's underneath that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, funny enough, so that's actually sort of what we're working on is sort of illuminating you know this is this isn't somebody just being a cad as we we resurrected that term a few weeks ago which i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna take that out for a a spin again this is something deeper than this and there is a possibility for this person to actually have a fulfilling relationship yeah but it's i think this is the really hard one yeah yeah but it just takes a little bit of work it does Mm. oh nice one so yeah that's food for that yes it was yeah so, I mean, so if, if you find that your partner or you've been with folks who seem to get bored of you, uh, this might be a real renaissance moment mm. where you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's a pattern. So, oh, okay. Mm. Maybe I have more questions to ask. Yeah. Oh, good times. Mm. Thank you for that. You are welcome. All right. So. I feel it's hot topic time. Hot topic, anybody. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Now, this is a very interesting hot topic this week. Ah. How far would you go to protect somebody you love? Oh, my God. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, well, I'm definitely thinking of those partners who, like, will meet their partners in jail. 
you know, for the duration of their incarceration period. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking this. So I'm already thinking, I wouldn't say I'm thinking the worst, but I'm certainly thinking the most dramatic here. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking crime here. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> crime. That's definitely where my mind has gone. Yeah, right. Um, it was interesting. I watched a program a little while ago about a group of people who accidentally killed the boss. <gasps> it was a drama. It wasn't real life. And then they then tried to cover it up and, and didn't admit to the things that had gone on, basically. Oh, wow. And as the story unfolded, it was kind of a series over six right. episodes. And as the story unfolded, they just got further and further into trouble yeah. and complication. And mm. more and more things then came up. And, and as the kind of story evolved, eventually they did have to confess and tell the truth and all the rest of it. Mm. So, but it does... It makes you wonder. So in this program, one of the women who was involved, her husband was an investigator and he was investigating the murder. So there's kind of, you can see in that situation, that would be really tricky, right? So if I'm the wife and I've done something and I have to confess to my husband, who's a police officer, (gasps) you're then putting them in a tricky situation because what would you do in that? You know, what? Oh my gosh. Where would your loyalties lie? (gasps) Oh, this is hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard. I think it's a quite a major dilemma, really. I know that I've got quite high levels of morality. Mm. I know I have. Um, I've got a really strong internal moral compass. But I don't know how that would be pushed if it was somebody super close, like, you know, my partner or yeah. my kids. Or, so I don't, I don't know where I would fall <laughs> on that. It's really hard. It, I, it is. And I think of the the sort of the besties, best friends, ride or die, you know, like the kind of yeah. people who would hi- help you hide a dead body. And it's sort of like a, it's a cute thing to say in terms of, um, you know, friend groups and stuff and people who would sort of have your back always. Uh, but it's quite another thing to think about the realities. And what's interesting, too, is that there is, a, there is an acknowledgement of the difficulty of this, because like certain tax law, for example, has like spousal immunity, where, you know, if your spouse did something that you're not under legal obligation to disclose, or that you are sort of immune from knowing about, I don't know, I, I'm not a lawyer. And if there are any lawyers, you could certainly email <laughs> us at info at geordielast.com. But uh, I think there's a recognition that you are so close to your partner, it puts it into your you're in a real difficult position if your partner does something bad. Yeah, yeah. Or your children. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So yeah. If your children do something and break the law, would you oh turn them gosh. in? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's the thing. That, so I watched another program recently <laughs> where the woman did. So she was a police officer as well. I like a good um, oh. real life drama. Yeah. Especially um, those in the UK, like police yeah. dramas from the, oh, the best. Oh, they're amazing. The they best. are amazing, I have to say. But this woman, she did turn her son in because she'd given him so many warnings about, um, I think it was to do with drugs. And he ended up serving time in prison. And then he came out and then there was a whole situation where he then was involved in this family with, uh, with drugs. And I was totally invested in this and again that was a question of this morality around how far she had to go and she had to bend some of the rules to protect our son oh it's hard but so we acknowledge it's hard but we also and I I am not a parenting coach so I I can't Mm. speak to that at all but but what I will say is that we know that the more you try to enable somebody and cover up and explain away their deviant behavior it does no favors for them or anybody to enable that yeah 
I guess that's the hardest thing is for kids. Maybe har- obviously probably harder than for a partner. Maybe the hardest thing is for a child to make this decision. I think the question about the children is because they have a whole life ahead of them, don't they? Mm. And if they've made a, a mistake, which is part of their growing process mm. to make mistakes and to get into trouble, then you could see why you wouldn't want to jeopardize their whole future. Yeah. because of something that they've done in in a place or a time when they weren't fully developed or fully formed yeah. to be able to make more sensible decisions. So mm-hmm. I can see why that then becomes more difficult. But then imagine if it's your partner and they and you have kids as well. Like this is the hardest. It it just becomes really difficult, doesn't it? Because yeah. then what what do I do? Do I give over my my husband or my yeah. wife? And knowing then that you're sacrificing a mother or a father. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh gosh, this is hard. So I'm wondering, this is probably one of the hardest things because there's just so many (laughs) emotional considerations. If we sort of look at sort of our coaching fundamentals and think Mm -hmm. about our approaches, right? There's just so many options here, but I'm wondering about like, what would be something, what would be a win-win or something that is kind to both parties, something that sort of takes the bigger picture in in terms of a guiding principle or a guiding approach I think it comes back to responsibility and accountability mm-hmm. and really trying to encourage the other person to take responsibility for their actions mm-hmm. so I mean I see this with my children all you can do as a parent and and I guess all you can do as a partner as well it's the same sort of principle is to encourage other people to make the right choices and to mm. take responsibility for their actions and knowing that any any action that we have has a consequence and mm. that will either be good or bad but everything has a consequence everything that we do has has a consequence mm-hmm. and if you were in a tricky situation like that then the consequence doesn't sound great mm-hmm. But it is about taking ownership and it is about speaking up and and then knowing that you will still be there to support them no matter what happens. Mm. So knowing that you can do it and they're safe, you know, safe in the knowledge that your partner or your parents or whoever mm. will be there to support you or, you know, it might be a close, a really close friendship. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. it is encouraging them to take responsibility. Oh, okay. What do you think? I know. I, I think that's a, a great first step. I what's interesting though is the will you be there to support them? And I mm. think maybe really encouraging somebody to step up to take responsibility is a is a beautiful advocacy step. It's a you know yeah. because I think everybody's going to try to get away with something or cover something up, and they may be looking to you and saying, "Can't you just help me sort of cover this up?" And so if you say, "Look, you know, I encourage you to take a step up and take responsibility," yeah. it might be the right answer that you just by presenting that made them realize, oh, there is no easy way out of this. Yeah, maybe yeah. I should sort of just fess up. But then how far would you go to protect somebody you love is would you then out of fear of losing your relationship, sit quiet and protect somebody mm-hmm. when actually their behavior pattern is deeply cutting down your values? So yeah. I think for you to decide if you're going to stay in this relationship or you're going to help sort of enable this person or stay quiet are your values being broken just because you're scared of losing? So that, I mean, there's some horrible situations that come up where, you know, partners are caught up in all sorts of really devious, horrible crimes and their partner stays quiet because Mm. of many reasons. And one of them might be, well, I'm scared to lose my person. I'm scared to get divorced. I'm scared that their children may lose a parent or my children may lose a parent. I think it's also really important for you to dive in and be like, what values are being honored or broken Mm. 
by my partner's behavior. And is this a deal breaker? Is this where like, yeah. actually, this is not something that I, you know, and will I be there to support them? I, I think yeah. with a child, you would, but a partner, yeah. if they're going down on like charges and a tr- <laughs> for like a really horrible crime. I love the way that we've gone like super dark. Oh, it's always like horrible quick. crimes. Oh, horrible <laughs> crimes. Yeah. It's, we're not talking shoplifting. <laughs> no, I do think that it's kind of, it's like an ultimate betrayal though, isn't it? Because you think that you're in a relationship with somebody who's mm-hmm. of a certain character, a certain makeup mm-hmm. to then discover that they've done something that is, I mean, in our mind right now, it's horrendous crime. Yeah, yeah. That must be awful to yeah, figure so, that out and to find yeah. out that because it's almost like you don't even know the person that you're in a relationship with anymore. Exactly. And I can imagine how you're feeling. How did I choose this person? How did yeah. I not know it? Yeah. And then you, you, I think you kind of ask, do I even know myself? Mm. Can I even count on myself to make decisions? Yeah. And I yeah. mean, to be honest, I'm go- I think we're going there because this happens all the time. You know, mm. I hear about cases where somebody has been leaving a devil life and mm. horrible things come to light. And yeah. yeah, there's just so much reckoning. And I, I think this is where you have to focus on you as the person. It's your life in the sort of most abstract sense. We are alone in our lives. We come in alone. We die alone. And the people and our partner are sort of just a mere perspective they are somebody to sort of like show us things, but they're not, I don't know, I, I, I'm getting philosophical. I think this is the time to zoom out and, and think about our lives and what's important. I think I know what you're, what you're trying to say is that oh, what I'm hearing is when you consider this, if you were in this situation and you were put in, in a difficult, challenging situation like this, it's considering yourself first rather yeah. than I think automatically the mind goes straight to the other person. Yeah. But in reality, I think what you're trying to say is what we should be doing is we start with ourselves. So what yes. does this mean? What does this mean for us? How does this affect my life? How do I feel about this? Yeah. How does this align with my values or not? What are the future implications of this for me if we start to play it out a little bit? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that this is like a horrible, but still a lesson or an opportunity for me. This is showing me something. This is a lesson to be learned. Mm. And it's not that I, I would insist on somebody reaching this sort of perspective, but this may be helpful to zoom out in the, with that sort of perspective and yeah. say, to thine own self be true. I think first mm. and foremost, you know, is this something that 20, 30 years from now that you're going to be living in your truth? Yeah. Oh, it feels heavy. It does. It <laughs> does. <laughs> Let's hope we're never put in this position because yeah. um, it's a hard I think I would... Even with my high levels of morality, I think I'd struggle with this. Yeah, yeah. Because we're so yeah. intertwined with each other, we're so connected yeah. at a much deeper level. And and when we're talking about children, I mean, there's yeah. just pure unconditional love there. And that's the thing. And our bias is like, oh, they can't be that bad. Oh, they yeah. can't be, you know, oh, this is just a once off. They'll never do it yeah. again. Absolutely. We are definitely blinded by our unconditional love. Yeah. It's the hardest thing. Mm, it is mm-hmm. well 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 just to say <laughs> anybody in the situation it's not easy no it's not exactly there's a right answer here either but no. it does seem like if you can kind of step forward and just always be kind of focusing on what what is really important mm. um and trying to sort of take blinders off at least for yourself Maybe yeah. doesn't mean you're ringing up the cops, but just at least for yourself, just taking the blinders off and seeing things from a few different perspectives, it might give you uh, just a little, it might illuminate the way a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it would be a good one to check in at the um, three different levels, wouldn't it? So checking in with your head, your heart and your gut. I think that would help to give you some answers here. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, and I think that gut would have a lot to say, but it's very quiet. Yeah. It's very hard to hear your gut, but it would be very mm. hard to, to yeah. hear because uh, the gut, it's hard to hear your gut beyond your fear. Yeah, but you can, it, you can tune into it, I think. And you, yeah. you generally do know what the answer is. Yeah. You just don't often want to listen to it when it's a difficult situation. It's when it's exactly when it means yeah. disrupting a something that looks seems to be peaceful. Yeah. All right. Mm. Well, that was interesting. Thank that you. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Never a dull moment on this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Should we um, hop across to the question? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So this week's question is, I'm in the friend zone, but I really like this person. Should I stick with it? Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Hmm. Yep. So full confession, I put my partner in the friend zone. <gasps> Yay. Okay. I, I mean, I know that you made him fight for this and really made yeah. him like run the relay race. So tell us he more. Did. So yeah, I said, he asked me quite early on after a few little um, outings, well, I'll call them because we weren't <laughs> a date because we weren't dating. Um, he would disagree with that, by the way, oh, if he was here to fight his corner, but he's not. So <laughs> we could say anything. <laughs> exactly so yeah we'd been for a few outings Mm -hmm. and um had a really nice time together really enjoyed his company had such a laugh together like just made me laugh all the time and smile and um yeah and then he he asked me was I interested in anything more romantic oh and I just said no (laughs) (laughs) I do um when I look back I do kind of think oh dear I did um wow yeah I did put him through the ringer a little bit um and so he kind of accepted that. I don't think he was 100% happy with it, but he did accept mm. it. But he stuck with it and it's paid off for him because five oh. years later, we're still together. So yeah. that's my take on the whole friend zone thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have well, you got any experiences to share? It's a it's a good question. Actually, yeah, I'm not. Okay, so... I actually beg to differ. I don't think that you put them in the friend zone because I have actually, and it's funny, I have, I've met clients who are sort of stuck in the friend zone. I think that you were just making him work hard <laughs> in, in a good way. No, well, I genuinely didn't want to go out with anybody. So it wasn't really about him. It was all about me. I didn't want to have a relationship. I wanted to True. just have some time where I wasn't in a relationship. But were you guys getting together in non-friendly ways though? No. Like, no, you guys were no, just no. meeting like as in friends. Yeah, so like we'd go out, we'd go um, and have oh. lunch together, we'd go for walks, oh. we'd go for dinner. Was there any hanky-panky? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that is a friend zone. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that you guys were like dating, but just not calling it dating. Oh. No, 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 there was nothing. <gasps> oh, no There was no like, it wasn't, no, there wasn't any hand-holding, there was no kissing. Oh, oh that is the friend zone. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Actually, have I been in that situation... No, I I think, I mean, I have been rejected plenty, uh, but it's generally, there has been some sort of sexual relationship, uh, informal, which I've been going benefit. Exactly. Well, sort of undefined things where I thought it was leading somewhere and it absolutely was not. It absolutely was not. So that's, but I think, I think the friend zone thing is a really hard place because because the thing is, the one person is getting something, they're getting the company of the other. Yeah. And the other is like, 
maybe not realizing that they wouldn't hang out with this other person if it weren't leading anywhere. So it's kind of disingenuous, mm. I think. I think, and, and not that it's anybody's fault, it's just that what what tends to happen is one person is giving time and attention that they probably wouldn't if they were not dating somebody. And they're kind of being, the goalposts are moving forward and they're mm. following this, the cheese on a string, like maybe with sort of like, maybe this will lead to somewhere. But I think that a lot of, I think I, I take a very critical view on this just because I've I've seen people who've given like two years of their time to somebody because they always thought, well, maybe there's a chance it'll go somewhere. And that other person is kind of dangling them along a little bit. Mm. It is disingenuous because it's... I think it can be. Mm-hmm. It can be if you're not being honest with each other. So mm. I was really honest with my partner when he mm. asked me the question. I didn't kind of try and kind of you weren't like we'll see yeah I wasn't you know trying to kind of um play any games or anything like that like I was Mm -hmm. I was super honest so I think if you are honest with each other and then you you decide well actually I still want to be I still want to have them in my life as a friend so I'm happy to stay like that Mm. then it's not disingenuous you both know Mm. the terms that your relationship's built on I think the question here makes me feel like the person hasn't even said that they like the other person. Ah, yeah. I kind of get a feeling that they've not really um, shown their cards. Yes. And that's really tricky because if you want, still want to have a relationship with them and you want to be friends with them, by showing your cards, you could potentially be putting a stop to the relationship. Yes. Because the other person might then say, well, actually, that's not what I'm interested in at all. And now I know that that's where your interest yeah. is. I don't feel like we can be friends because I feel uncomfortable yes, or I don't yes. really feel happy with that. Yes. So there's a real balance there, isn't there? Yeah. So it is a tricky one, this. It is. And actually, that makes me think about you and your man, that there was a complete understanding. And yet, and he still decided to go forward because I think he saw something where it was still worth his while. And and yeah. look what turned out. And it, it turned out beautifully in your favor. Definitely worth his while. Definitely worth his while. Great investment. <laughs> I guess it's like investing in Bitcoin right now where it's like yeah. under super peril and we don't know where it's going. But like, he's like, I think Bitcoin is going to see its day again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're the cryptocurrency of five years ago. But yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. And I definitely agree that in folks that I've encountered who are in the friend zone, it's very unlikely that they've actually said anything of the sort to the person mm. that they, it's true. Yeah. And there's a period of time as well, isn't there? Because I guess if you're in the friend zone for quite a while, is it then a bit awkward to not be, to kind of oh, test yeah. the waters and try it out? Is that then could be is that then hard? Like, so I, I mean, we obviously don't know how long the listener's been yeah. in the friend zone, but I think that's part of it as well is. Chances are a while. Yeah. And then it's like, did you like me all along? Did you yeah. have other sort of intentions? Or do we when even, did it change? When yeah. did it change? Yeah. Are you even genuinely interested in me or were you just trying to sort of make this a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. There can be a lot of like post-mortem analysis that can happen if you kind of, but I think a huge question here is that if this person is saying, you know, I'm in the friend zone, you know, what do I do about it? The big thing comes down to is self-respect because yeah. if you want something more, And if you ask the question, would I be spending time and energy with this person if all we were ever going to be was friends? Is this, do I need more friends? Number one. Yeah. Uh, Do I need this person in my life as a friend? And I think a lot of the times you'd ask these questions and it'd be like, actually, no, I, Mm. I really, I'm trying to kind of 
angle in into a relationship, weasel into a relationship. And if this did not lead to a relationship, I wouldn't be hanging around. I think that's the really important question is, Mm. would you be spending time and energy with this person if you, if the answer to this ever going anywhere was no? Yeah. So that first stage then is just to be really honest with yourself about what's going on and about where you're at and the situation between you both. Yeah. Mm. And if the answer is like, actually, I wouldn't hang around if this wasn't going anywhere, then I think it's time to actually show your cards. Yeah. Because your time and energy are valuable resources. Yeah, absolutely. I respect that time and energy of yours. Maybe not myself. It's taken 40 years, but. Yeah, that, that just makes me think about something else as well, though, because I would also look at how does the relationship make you feel? Mm. Because, and again, that's part of being honest with yourself mm. and that some of that awareness. Do you feel, mm. do you feel happy and energized about mm. the relationship, or does the relationship feel like it's draining? Do you feel oh. like you're, you know, does it going back to that self-respect thing? Is it damaging your own self-esteem because you're not quite getting what you want? Yeah. You know, these are some of the things that could be happening yeah. when you're in that friend zone. Or if it genuinely, if it really kind of boosts you and it lifts you and you enjoy spending time with them, then, you know, maybe that's part of getting to the answer of what does this person really mean and how am I feeling about it? Oh my gosh, yeah. And I think what what is triggered there for me too is that if you find this is really taxing and draining, then it means that you're not being your genuine self around this person and that you probably don't like what they like or if you're in a friend zone and actually this is not a friend that you would choose... Yeah. And this is not activities that fill you and nurture you and mm. and you're you're just doing a lot of stuff to try to get people out of the somebody out of the friend zone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, red light, get the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah. is a nice thing to focus on like do I do I get nurtured and energized by being around this person? Yeah. And that's tricky though because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, but it's because you're like a like a plant in the desert. You're just taking mm. every little morsel of water that you can, and that even the tiniest little show of affection that you're overinterpreting, yeah. that is not being energized. Yeah, that whole thing around interpretation is quite key, I think. Here, and again, if we're honest with ourselves, and you know, again, maybe check in with the head, heart, and gut on this one. Yeah, because. The interpretation, like you say, if somebody does the slightest thing and we interpret that as oh being gosh. that's yes. a connection or they they're must really like me, me they're interested yeah. because they did X, Y and Z. It's really useful to ask the question, how true is that? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I look back and I think it's quite a youthful thing, isn't it? When you first start going out with people and having relationships. Oh, my God. I... I fabricated all kinds of nonsense oh, in my head when I look back ya. at it. Oh, tell you. And it's only when you when you look back with a bit of sensibility and you think, oh my God, I was a nut. <laughs> like, why did I come to that conclusion? Yeah. How did I how did I get from A to Z when the reality was it was, you know, nowhere close? Yeah. And connecting all of these imaginary dots that aren't even existing. So yeah. yeah. Oh, isn't that funny how like our interpretations can be so negative in one sense, but then they can be so overwhelmingly positive and giving somebody else the benefit of the doubt of their behaviors. Like, oh, they Mm. really like me, but they just, they were really tired or they've had a bad week. And it's like, no, they're dating somebody else. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, and I'd get really hurt about, you know, 
somebody when I finally realized that somebody was not interested and yeah. it's like it was written all over the walls like yeah there's no way this person was ever interested but you can't see it at the time right you're just you're too close to it your oh yeah your desire your fantasy life if you like is is taken over I heard something the other day that says when you feel heartbreak it's not the heartbreaking it's not the love that you're grieving it's the loss of the fantasy that you were oh. creating hundred percent and I thought that is so true oh my gosh yes so true because we create this fantasy about how life is going to be yeah and that's what we attach to it's so true and in the in the process of doing so we really lower our bar Mm. of our expectation of behavior because I and even friends like there there are people who are being treated so atrociously because they're in the friend zone right this person literally does not care about them and by friend zone it's never like a genuine friendship. Being in the friend mm. zone is just somebody enjoying your company for free. So yeah. the sort of behavior that this person is tolerating by keeping themselves in the friend zone, they're just getting scraps of mm. attention and they're and they're giving this person more benefit of the doubt than they deserve. It really is treating yourself poorly. The fantasy is built on you expecting so little from this person. That if yeah. you were to ask, like, what do you really deserve in an yeah. actual relationship? How would this person treat you if you were mm. in a relationship that you deserved? And my gosh. Yeah. And it's hard to see that. And if somebody shows that to me, oh, no, but they really do like me. Oh, but look at all these caring things. Look how they yeah. they thought they tagged me in an Instagram post. Mm. No, yeah. my friend. That's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. There's a, um, I'll do a little plug for a visualization that I've got on oh. Insight Timer, oh, which yes. is all about your ideal love and how to identify it. So oh. I would recommend listening to that to really help you create the vision of the relationship that you want oh. and then look at how real is or how likely is it that this person is going to get me to that place oh my gosh heck yes because that yes, would be yes, a, yes. that would be a good exercise to do I think oh I love I'll put that. a little link in the show notes oh beautiful so Wonderful. yeah well that was an interesting podcast this week <laughs> that was racy <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wow that's such food oh. for thought yeah. Yeah. Good times. And I think this is all really um, important because I really do feel that in a, a number of places in the world, I think we're starting to venture out a little bit. So I think these things really mm. do. I think we're st- starting to, although in places of the world, they're, they're still so trapped under this pandemic. But I think a lot of us are sort of in a place where we're needing to kind of think about getting back into real life. And there's a lot of yeah. really a lot of unhealthy things, patterns that we mm. were doing before pandemic. And I think we're starting to kind yeah. of get back into... And we could either get back into those unhealthy patterns or, and I think these two topics, the hot topic and the mm. question kind of gave us food for thought or to be like, were you tolerating something before yeah. pandemic that you may want to kind of rethink or sort of approach differently now that you're, yeah. you know, we're all little gophers coming out of our caves now and kind mm. of venturing out. Maybe this is a time to do something a bit differently. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. And I've certainly seen a difference in terms of um, people contacting to have discussions about coaching. And yeah. I think people are, are starting to face up to this yeah. kind of reality of actually this is this is where I'm at. And I don't want to, you know, I, I always say, if you imagine yourself in 12 months time, if you're in the same situation, how does that make you feel? Mm. Would you rather invest in something now? Like I had a conversation with somebody just um at the end of last week, who said, you know, one of their biggest regrets was that they didn't do any early intervention in challenges in the relationship. So it is that kind of real question, isn't it? Because 
the strategy of burying your head in the sand doesn't really work. Um, it right. won't get you anywhere. If you think yeah. that, oh, we're just in a phase. Mm. I like that one. Do you wanna, <laughs> I'm just in a phase. It'll sort, it'll sort itself out. Things always do. The reality is it probably won't. And you'll be in that phase for a long time. Mm-hmm. And eventually something will give. So I always think early intervention is the best route to go through because you catch it before some of that damage can occur yeah. that oh, sometimes gosh. can be um, irreparable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's 100%. And I think that a lot of us were sort of ignoring the signs and just thinking things will go away before pandemic. I think, and and certainly during this like 15 months or a year and a half that we've been in this, we had no other choice but just to tolerate yes, and stay still. Yeah, but now absolutely. we're realizing, okay, now we can actually start to move on action. Yeah. yeah. And now we might not accept what we were accepting before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, yeah. very true. But but to everybody who's just been trying to just keep the lights on in the situation over those last year and a half, I hear you. <laughs> I've, oh, in many ways, I've been doing the same thing. Like, <laughs> this has just been so freaking hard, but this is, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, insert five drinks here. Um, but now, now we have some choices. Yeah. And I'm feeling it like, yeah, the whole mm. city of New York is on fire right now in a party zone. Like the entire <laughs> city has just blown up with insanity. <laughs> Everybody's making up for lost time. But so now now yeah. we've got choices. And in the same way as the workplaces, like there's some big companies that are announced, OK, guys, we're going back to the office in September. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. I can't fit into any of my clothes. <laughs> I mean, that's what they <laughs> I ran into, uh, I was on the subway on the weekend and there was this beautifully dressed woman in all black, like concert blacks. And, mm. uh, and I just commented, I'm like, where are you going? You're looking fabulous. Because <laughs> this is a common sight. You'd see artists going to yeah. and fro events at the Lincoln yes. Center and so forth on the subway. But I haven't seen that for a year and a half. And she just mentioned, yeah, it's the first time I'm singing at a birthday party since the pandemic i'm really nervous um and she's like and i can't fit into my clothes so she just pointed out that her blacks were all stretchy pants um you know flowing stretchy stuff so yeah (laughs) yeah no form-fitting uh pants the struggle is real real. (laughs) (laughs) i know we as complete strangers commiserated on how like we can't fit into our clothes yeah knowing nod and wink there so yeah yeah, it's uh it's the bonding (laughs) experience in the subway (laughs) with strangers yeah yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're all there. We're all We're there. all there. Absolutely. <laughs> Bring on the stretchy clothes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I have to try and get myself into some normal clothes because I am taking my daughter for dinner tonight because <gasps> it's her 18th birthday. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, congratulations. Now that yeah. that is a milestone. Mm. And don't we wish in some ways that we were there? Uh, well, totally. And oh. I don't feel old enough to have an 18-year-old, but well, you're not. you're not. You're <laughs> not. You're not old enough to have an 18 year old. So, yeah. You can you can be just as youthful and young. Do you guys have that whole thing of like where people are like, "Oh, is this your older sister?" <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> uh, and oh I don't gosh. think I'd believe them if they did. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. <laughs> oh, that is quite a rite of passage, hey? Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's nice. She's made some space in her day for me. Oh. Which is nice. Yeah, that's yeah, so sweet. I feel privileged. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Well, what's sweet is because you've told me that, you know, she's all independent and she's rising oh, up in her is. life and everything. And then she's on the phone with you 24-7 like, Mom, what do I do? <laughs> Fix oh, yeah, this she's, for me. She's super independent until there's an issue. And then it's oh, like, what do I do here? That's so sweet. Mom on speed dial. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's so and, sweet. Yeah. And she's off to university in September. So I reckon I'll be on speed dial for the first couple of months. Oh, my God. Gosh. Until she finds her feet, and then I'll probably never hear from her again. <laughs> no, no. And then she's going to start coming back. Oh my gosh, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Yeah. You got this. Yeah. Yeah. That is like <laughs> awesome mom daughter bonding. Yeah. What you guys share. Because, like, not every parent makes it a safe place to be called all the time. And that's, that's a relationship not a lot of people actually have so I think that's yeah. pretty special and amazing oh yeah no I think it's important to be to be open and to be there for them and yeah. you know who who doesn't want to have a support system that we've yeah. got on speed dial yeah even though I'm yeah. sure it's the most mundane stuff and now I think it's probably yeah. gonna be like how do I make this because I'm sure going off to uni yeah. it's going to be like mac and cheese like out of yeah. a box eating and so learning to boil anything but water I think is going to be a real challenge hey so yeah that's yeah she needs to learn how to survive on things that aren't just pasta well and you know what's super funny is that I think what's going to happen is she's going to come back eating all these things she never ate you yeah. you've said that they never eat anything but chicken but I'm sure because of peer <laughs> pressure it's gonna be like oh you know I ate this wonderful steak or this that and the other and you'll be like you yeah. never ate that at home I tried to force you and she'll be like mom yeah. Of course I'm eating this. No, no biggie. Oh, tot- totally. Yeah. Oh, isn't that It's all fun. to come. It's oh, all to it's come. Oh, it's all to come. Mm. Ah, sweet revenge. So, yeah. So that's me. Very nice. Well, I hope it's a lovely week ahead and we're going to be yeah. here at the same time, same place. Yeah, we'll be there. Sounds great. Until next time. Until next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.